Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Euthanasia is alive and well in Canada, pun intended. Also, Justin Amash with one of the best takes on the Speaker of the House and Hannah Cox, a libertarian, decides to actually say something smart about the Israeli-Hamas conflict. A, a libertarian, Pat, said something like super smart on this. So we have to call it out. That means it's Friday. The best and worst of the week. You know the drill by now. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, and you're tuned in to Critical Thinking. Good Friday to you all. Mr. Pat Oni, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm just fine, thank you. Better than the mentally ill in Canada. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I I dare say that that yes, I I I am in much better shape than them, yes. Who's apparently now check this out, Pat. Euthanasia mm. alive and kicking. Yeah, how is that a thing? We're going to discuss that in one of the worst of the week, and and, uh, and and yeah, just just yeah, we've got a lot to cover in today's show, so let's just get right into it. Um, first of all, though, Pat, did you check out Thursday Night Football at all last night? I mean, considering I have Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara on my fantasy team, mm-hmm. um, I did check my fantasy stats from time to time, but I didn't really watch the game. That was entertainment personified. I didn't watch most of the game, but I tuned in when it was 24 to 9. And I just so happened to tune in as, or it wasn't 24 to 9. It was 17 6. That's what it was. Uh. Either way, that was entertainment personified that comeback by the saints. And then what watching the Jags do it, did what they did late in that game uh, to win that ball game. That was fun. That was pure entertainment right there. Um, Now for the fantasy football junkies out there, it wasn't so great because nobody really had a great game. Like I had new Orleans defense. So watching them get carved up late in the game wasn't fun. But then again, if you had Trevor Lawrence, or Chris Olave had an okay game. Uh, Alvin Kamara got me 32 points, thank you. No, I know. He had a couple of touchdowns and, and uh, probably a fine or two coming from the NFL. Eh, probably. For his uh, excessive touchdown celebrations. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, when you not just do the Lambo leap, not in Lambo, and then you decide to actually physically sit in the stands... That it, it, <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, he's kind of a tool as it is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little eccentric. Mm-hmm. All right, with that all having been said, uh, we've got to get into our Friday tradition, our worst and our best takes of the week. As always, we take our worst takes first because we, don't want, we want to end on a high note, not a low note. So the low notes of the week. Um, obviously, a lot of this is going to center around um, takes and things that were said around the Israeli-Hamas conflict. Um, we also are going to sprinkle a dash of the CDC into there and then uh, euthanasia. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a Israeli-Hamas conflict, euthanasia, or vax for abs? Can we start with something that's not Israel and Hamas? Okay. That, I mean, that's well, then, all over the place. How about cringeworthy bureaucratic videos? Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Mandy Cohen, director of the CDC, and I'm here with Senator Schumer, who has an important message for you about vaccines. And what's many good things about our director, one of them, she's from Baldwin, New York. We're urging everybody to get their flu shot and their updated COVID booster. 
They don't hurt. These shots don't hurt anymore like they used to when I was a kid. And they do you a lot of good. Please get your shot. It'll avoid a lot of pain later. Thanks, Senator. <laughs> I, I, Question. I, I, um, could we avoid the pain of having to have listened to that, Pat? Why did you even yes, bring that well, into MySpace? What, what was the point of the whole thing? I mean, it's not like Schumer's a, a doctor or some kind of expert on anything medical related. So I don't Correct. understand that at all. Um, the C, what is the, What does it have to do with anything? The CDC director happens to be from New York. Well, he's no the one senator cares. from the great state of New York, so he's I got to care. point that That's out. The point. That's you the don't point, care, though. but he does, Pat. So listen, he is the Senate majority leader. Shut your mouth. It doesn't matter. That's the she could have been from anywhere. It doesn't matter. That's the point. None of none of there was nothing in that video that they said was of any consequence or that mattered, other than that they're still trying to, in their own subtle way, and I put that in air quotes, that they're still trying to push the jab on everybody. Not to mention they're trying to push the flu shot, which I mean that that's been an every year thing anyway, but. They're pushing the flu shot a little bit harder, I think, this year than I think they have in the past. Not really. Um, I, I don't know. I just I've seen tons of stuff for it. I guess more than I usually have. Um, and then and then they're still pushing the jab. Of course they are. But here's the good news on that, Pat. When it comes to the the COVID jab, the the new yeah. variant, the new variant of the jab. Guess how yeah. many people are taking it. Next to none. Yeah, it's 2%. 2% of those who have gotten previous boosters, even, I believe, is the, the actual number. But it's it's less than 2% of the adult population. So the jig is up. Now, you live in a city like New York or a city like Chicago, L.A., you're likely to see a disproportionate amount of these morons out there masking up, vaxxing up, right? Yeah, but yes. Let's take a, a broader view, 2%. That, that, that's nothing. So yeah. that's good news. Um, not so good news comes out of Canada. And that's been happening quite a bit lately. Um, because, uh, Pat, uh, this is a headline from The Blaze. Can you let people know what this headline says? Yeah, uh, Trudeau's Liberal Party blocks bill that would have prevented Canada from euthanizing the mentally ill, an indelible stain. Wait, Euthanasia so is still a thing. So the mentally ill can now maids themselves. You know what maids stands for, right? Medical aid in dying. Yeah, well, so here's... Otherwise known as euthanasia. Here's my thing. Because the mentally ill, first of all, in many cases, can't make sound decisions for themselves. Therefore, someone could have power of attorney over them. Could could they decide to euthanize them? I'm glad you brought that up, Pat, because that's exactly what uh, many Canadian medical professional associations, including the Canadian Psychi uh, Psychiatric Association, pointed mm. out. This is... I mean, why, why are... First of all, why are they specifically targeting the mentally ill? Just because you have a mental illness does not make you necessarily less of a person. Now, you know how insane the Labor Party in Canada is? First of all, this bill passed 167 to 150, okay? Yeah. They had, I think, seven or eight members of the Labor Party not support this bill. Also, every member of the Socialist New Democrat Party, every one of them, whose founder was an actual eugenicist. Oh, boy. Behind the founder of the New Democrat Party is the person who put in place the 
Canadian Mutual or whatever medical aid and dying program and and uh, the socialized healthcare that they have up there, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They usually do what? Vote with the Labor Party, right? Including making sure there was no snap election this year up in Canada. Its members unanimously unanimously supported C three one four, the bill to stop the ability for mentally ill to off themselves. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention stated late last month that it, quote, felt strongly that extreme caution needs to be taken with medical assistance in dying, and a thought-out, fail-proof, measured system of safeguards needs to be in place so that those most vulnerable will be protected from a medically-assisted premature death that could be avoided by adequate treatment and care, adding that the government has failed to deliver on promises such as safeguards, such that safeguards would be implemented. Besides noting that there are alternative treatments for mental illness besides death, critics have questioned whether mentally and emotionally compromised patients can legally provide consent for euthanasia, which is exactly your point, right? How is somebody who has, like, somebody who is paranoid schizophrenic, how are they able to, if they are in a manic state, make this decision? They can't. It's almost like... Those that voted for this have some kind of mental illness. Also, Pat, a very, very simple question that was brought up in 2021 by a Montreal lawyer. Mm -hmm. How can we legalize medical aid and dying for people with mental illness, knowing that the desire to die in most cases is a symptom of that mental illness? Yes. Yes. In other words, consent would be violated in most of the cases. The Society of Canadian Psychiatry recommended Friday that, quote, the plan 2024 made for mental illness expansion be paused indefinitely without qualification and presupposition that such implementation can safely be introduced at an arbitrary predetermined date. It's kind of like, you know, it's mentally ill to sit up there and say and pass laws that uh, would be allowing you to murder the mentally ill wouldn't it be subjected to this too because i mean this has to be some kind of like mental illness thing right like like you you were sitting up there saying oh you're mentally ill you know we can kill you we're going what we are witnessing is a turn back the clock by a century we are going back a century to the euthanasia the eugenicist movement of the 1910s and 20s. That's literally what we're watching. Now, Kei Giand, the chief of psychiatry at Sunnybrook Hospital and a professor at the University of Toronto, noted in an article for the Hamilton Spectator that the defeat of C314 would, quote, cast an indelible stain we will not easily recover from. That's correct. Quote, at the heart of the issue is whether death by maid for mental illness would be provided for the reasons it is claimed to be for. Regardless of one's ideology, the inescapable answer is that it would not be. Instead, we would be providing death under false pretenses to many struggling with mental illness, from which they could recover, fueled by social inequities like poverty and housing insecurity. Expansion activists have claimed it would be discrimination to not provide maid for mental illness. This appropriates the word discrimination while ignoring the meaning of it, continued Jiand. This real discrimination is providing death under false pretenses to suicidal individuals who could improve based on unscientific assessments of zealous maid assessors wrongly predicting that person would not get better. Any more proof that we live in one of the sickest societies of all time? We are literally no, no. saying we have the ability to predict whether or not somebody is going to be able to recover from a mental illness. And therefore, if not, meh, kill yourself. Go ahead. Question for you, Pat. Should the mentally retarded kill themselves? No. Should the people with Down syndrome? How about people with CP, Pat? Not yet, no. How about no? Just I no. Mean, I have CP, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not mentally ill. 
Which you are a ginger, so. I mean, I am a ginger. You're right. You're right. I am soulless. But I'm not mentally ill. You're also a Mormon, so there's that. That's not, but that's not mentally ill either. That's just a a form of religion. Oh, that's that's FLDS. I'm sorry. Oh, you mean the polygamous? Yes. Yes. The Warren Jeffs of the world. Yes, I'm I'm not that either. No, 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 no. So, my point in all of this is, what? what? Like, this is sick stuff. The, there's, there's a group, a panel of assessors that decide whether or not you have the ability to probably prolong your own life and, well, yeah, you're on the edge, so go ahead, kill yourself. Yeah, I'm thinking what? prison's probably too good for these people. You know, as we are doing the Bible in a year in our house, right, and 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 attempting to catch up because we're a little bit behind. But uh, wow, I, I can't make it any clearer that judgment is not the purview of man. Judgment is God and God alone. When you get to those pearly gates, it is God, His appointed people, right? Jesus Christ. He's going to ask you, "Do you did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?" The answer has been yes, my entire life, right? And for you, Pat, a little bit later on, right? But we've all accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. When we meet our Maker, the other question is, uh, "Did you offer yourself?" What? Yeah, nah, brah, I'm out. Peace. Deuces. And oh, by the way, it was okay because a board of seven people told me it was totally fine. Totes cool. Kill yourself. Those seven people, those assessors, those people are the ones that I have a real problem with not judging here on earth. Who in the are you to judge the living and the dead? Who the hell is also why I really struggle with the death penalty, right? Who the hell are we to judge the living and the dead? Again, it from what I'm seeing from these people, it's a mental illness. Therefore, they should qualify for this for, by their own standards. I don't get it. I just don't. I, I really don't. It it I have no desire to even go to Canada for any kind of visit now. I, I just it's I, I, I just go back to basic Catholic tenets, right? The Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm. That's about as basic as it gets, and I'm pretty sure It says something like this. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. He is the one who will judge the living and the dead. Not you, not you, not me, not anybody on this earth. You sick SOBs. Canada sucks. Like, I have literally no desire. Like, I've got multiple family members that go up there every year. I got no desire to visit a country like that. None. It's the same reason why I I literally, like, I am flabbergasted when I have conversations with people. They're like, yeah, oh, I love my trip to Iceland. And I was like, you do realize that um, they love killing people based off of their... Um, mental capacities before they even are born. Whoa, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I'm like they, they yep. boast that they have no down syndrome babies in, in the country and nobody has down syndrome in Iceland. Well, how is that possible? Cause that's a, that is a genetic impossibility, right? That, that doesn't exist. Oh, it does because you literally have a law that kills all of the down syndrome babies. You test for that. Because there is a test that you can do for that. 
as you know, Pat. Um, yeah, no, nah, you don't deserve my money, my tourism. And then when I talk to people about that, so what? So what? You want to go to a country in which they literally euthanize people. Okay. I see where you stand, right? And I get to make a decision as to whether or not I want to continue friendships or acquaintances or any of the above. Well, well, there's more to... No, it's just as simple as this. They don't value life. So, nah, brah. Yeah, yeah nah, brah. Nah, I'm good. Hey, I got an idea. Let's go visit Nazi Germany in the middle of uh, them euthanizing all of the mentally ill, all the Catholics, the Jews, the Protestants, right? Mm-hmm. And you knew about it and it was readily available to you. And you said, yeah, yeah, so what? The Alps. What? <laughs> just out what of curiosity. Just out of curiosity. This is just some food for thought. If this is happening in Canada, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how long before this starts becoming more of a thing here in the United States? Well, it's it's already percolating under the surface here in leftist social circles, right? Sure. I mean, that, sure. That's something that's already there. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get total control in this next election that this becomes a thing that they push for. Because what do we know? There are large swaths of actual eugenicists within the Democratic Socialists of America within the far left that continue to be elected in this country. And what do we know is that once they get total control, the mask comes off. Like, I I look at it this way, Pat. Even in red states, look at Alabama, right? Is Birmingham red or blue? Blue. Blue. Mobile, blue. Shreveport, Louisiana, blue. New Orleans, blue. Blue, 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 blue. Every quote-unquote, major population center in this country is somehow democratic. So it doesn't matter if you live in a red state or a blue state. When those population centers have the ability to control the vast majority of the actual population, it doesn't doesn't matter, right? Right. Like, the vast majority of the state of Illinois is actually red. But its biggest population centers all vote blue. With the exception of Aurora, Illinois, which is actually the second largest city in this state, and they elected a black conservative mayor a few years ago who ran for governor and it didn't work out, but whatever. Um, You look at Wisconsin, vast majority of the state is red, but Milwaukee and Madison, and we've talked about how you make the differences up in elections, right? You've got to get... Ozaki at about 60%, and you've got to get whatever the, the difference is between Milwaukee County and Waukesha County. They've got to equal each other out because they're almost the same countywide populations. Oh, and by the way, you also have to get Brown County, where Green Bay is. You have to get out of Gamey County, where Appleton is, to at least be flipped into the red at any level for you to win. Oh, those are all of your major population centers. What do you freaking know? So I look at that when I say take the mask off. Now they've got total control. They've got total control of the major population centers already. Now, House, Senate, presidency, and the puppet that is in that presidency of the far left. Obama set the stage. Joe Biden is setting it up. The rest of the bureaucrats in the Biden administration are setting this up to finish it, right? It's, here's the starting pitcher, here's the closer. So you got to be careful. You got to think strategically in this next election. As much as I hate the idea of holding my nose and voting GOP, in an area in which you have the ability to potentially affect the outcome of, of the presidential election, or if your congressperson has the ability to f- to potentially win a seat that buttresses against a Democratic majority, you got to do it. I hate that argument. I really do on its face most times. But this is the reality because this is just simply a time and place for the fight, right? It, if we lose this fight, 
if Biden continues to be reelected, if the left wins the majority in the House, it doesn't matter if you voted Libertarian or GOP. You're done. Whether that happens immediately or it continues to just slowly erode, this is your last stand. The last stand for liberty is 2024. All right, with that all being said, Pat, we still have one more worst take, believe it or not. And it's actually a, well, you know what? I'm just going to play one of the two. And this is the one I want to play. This is the insanity of Rashida Tlaib, who, like most people in the left, showed their ass this week and showed their true colors. They want to believe anything that leftist propaganda says to them, right? How else do you explain believing everything that Hamas told you about a hospital explosion that killed 500 people that, oh, wait, once we actually had the dust settle, so to speak, and literally, there was no hospital explosion. There were no 500 people dead. There were maybe tens of people dead. Still a tragedy. The rocket was not fired by Israel. It was fired by Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Also not Hamas, by the way. Um, and it exploded after hitting the ground in a parking lot in which civilians were camped out in because why? Hamas wouldn't allow them into the hospital or, more importantly, wouldn't allow them to leave the area. This is also known as a common occurrence because why? In these conflict situations, if you can put people out in the open... It is very unlikely that what? Israel would target that area. Why? To avoid civilian casualties. Now, after willingly knowing the information that was out there on Wednesday and Thursday, Pat, right? Because this happened on Tuesday. By Thursday, everything was clearly known. It's very clear that that the predetermination of people like Rashida Tlaib earlier in the week was a thousand percent false, like completely inaccurate. There's not a iota, a scintilla of truth there. This is her. People think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing a vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this. But all of you, you need to know. I swear to God, Allah, you are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? Stop it with trying to try to politicize this. <laughs> what? Like. <sighs> I get who, who it. I understand you are a Palestinian American, right? Like, yeah, I, I understand it. your heritage, right? I get it. Mm. Like, for instance, I'm a lot Belgian, right? So did did I feel the terror attack that happened in Brussels this week? N no. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, oh. yeah. Who does she represent? Well, here's the ironic part: she represents a very highly Muslim area of Michigan. Well, I, I understand. Like, I that. think it's Dearborn I, 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 that she represents. I, I, oh, I, I totally understand that. I, by the I way, do. Pat, did I, you I see 
not, not to go too far off the rails, but did you see what took place in Dearborn this week? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The literal tens of thousands of people taking to the street in um, like basically Hamas, uh, Palestinian flag waving garb. Why am I not surprised? The, the same people, by the way, that also were on our side this summer when it came to, yeah, not nah, take that crap out of our schools, right? When it came to, like, gender ideology and queer theory and yeah. all that BS. So yeah. they were on our side, quote, unquote, right? And, and, and now, yay, terrorism. So, uh, but, but that's, that's but my point is this: I I, I get where, what she who she represents in the state of Michigan. I I understand that. But who does she represent? Does she represent America at all? No. And and it's not about. And here's the rub: I don't think anybody should be representing America, because what have we long held? America is a set of ideals. Sure. So what? So I guess if you're representing America, are you not representing ideals? And and I would argue that she isn't representing the ideals of America at all. And, and that's where I'm going. Why is she allowed? Why, if that's the case, why is she allowed to be a, a representative in Congress? Mm-hmm. Because I would I would simply ask this to Rashida Tlaib. Do the Jews have the right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? The answer is no, that's a problem. Right, because if her answer is no, that's a problem. But then if her answer is yes, then why are you why are you couching your language when it comes to Hamas? Because Hamas's stated mission statement is the destruction of not just the nation state of Israel, but the Jews, period. Point blank. That's their goal. Wherever they find them. It is why we saw what we saw last week when they launched their attack, right? They just killed whomever they could find because their goal is what? To kill the Jews. Exactly. And they don't care where, when, why, or how. Period, point blank. So that's the... that. Do, at a basic level, do they have that right? I will see you that the Palestinian people, which, by the way, this is this is the part that uh, I'm going to talk about in a little bit, I guess. But uh, you need to be very careful about generalizing um, that entire population as well as the Israeli population as only being Jews, because there are Christians, there are agnostics, there are um, Arabs, there are Ethiopian Jews that live there, there are black. Uh, Jews, there are white Jews, there are Arab Jews, there are Jews of every stripe, by the way. Every, I mean, they, they come in every shape and size, if you will. It's not a monolith, just as Palestine's right. not a monolith, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, um, I totally agree with that assessment, too. But, but I, I will grant you that, yes, these people also have the right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. But when you... And, and here's where the libertarian side of this comes in. When you are in violation of somebody else's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, they have a right to defend themselves. And Absolutely. you continue. So if you can't agree to that basic ideal, you don't deserve to represent anybody in government. You can be an activist all you want. You can be, be, uh, boycott, divestment, and sanctions, right? BDS, 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 all you want, which is born out of what? Hamas and Hezbollah. The BDS movement is literally their Western version. Also, the just the 
emoting, man. Holy hell. The insanity of... It's just babbling. Right? You, you, you see it. She is so emotional, she can't even think through a, a rational statement, period, point blank. And I get it. This is a emotional moment. All war is. That's the reality of this. But holy hell. All right. With that being said, Pat, uh, I think it's a good time for us to play our final B or not the B for the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Lay the headline on me one last time this week. Alrighty then. Uh, how do I improve diversity, equity, and inclusion at your workplace? How do I improve diversity, equity, and inclusion at your workplace? Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, it's in the weekend. It's getting cooler. Like uh, th- this next week, it's going to get actually significantly cooler here in the state of Utah. Um, it's hot chocolate season now, finally. And uh, I'm getting me some hot chocolate from uh, Coffee Brand Coffee because it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely delicious. They got a few different flavors over there now. They've got the just your traditional chocolate, like your it's like velvet chocolate. They've got the chocolate with marshmallows. Um, they have the chocolate and um, caramel as well. And then my personal favorite is the peppermint chocolate that they have. So is it because you like peppermint patties, Pat? I mean, I do like peppermint patties, but it's not like my favorite candy, if that's what you're asking. But I get what you're doing here. So thanks. Um, <laughs> so if you need that morning, pick me up. If you need to just like warm up in the mornings, like I do sometimes, because we apparently refuse to turn our heat on in our house. Um, and by we, you mean we have Mrs. Pat. Yes, Mrs. Pat. Um, you know good cup of hot chocolate warm me up in the morning or if you need a good pick me up in the morning they've, they've got all the great coffee too and everything um and all the great flavors that andrew has mentioned um bourbon being his favorite so all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com use the promo code critical thinker at check at checkout and you'll get 10 percent off your purchase that's coffeebrandcoffee.com promo code critical thinker at checkout and you'll get 10 percent off your purchase today Alrighty then. How to improve diversity, equity, and inclusion at your workplace? Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. Are you sure? Yeah, you teed that one up for me. I did. I now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Well, we just lost a hundred dollars to our central bank digital currency, courtesy of Andrew Coppins getting it correct. And the reason why I say we lost it is because, you know, our ESG scores aren't high enough. So we Right, can't but once they it. do get high enough, we will have access to will they? Will they ever get high enough, Andrew? Will they? I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure the odds are stacked against us there. Right, because of your gingerness. Yes, you are correct. No, it, it, I, I think it's because of you. No, and I'm perfect. Libertarianism. Cuckoo for anyway. Cocoa Pops over there. Anyway, um, this is the Babylon Bee. This is actually 10 ways to improve diversity, equity, and inclusion at your workplace. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go through them really fast. Yeah. Uh, number one, take off your shoe and smack a white person in the head with it. Bonus points available if the strike striker shouts white, white, white while doing it, doing so. Uh, number two. Hold a mandatory indigenous spirit dance in the boardroom every Tuesday. Any team member who refuses to participate or don the required loincloth will be fired. Three, amend the employee handbook to require everyone to be gay. A perfect workplace is a workplace overflowing with gayness. Four, go to Starbucks, point at the first woman of color with a septum piercing you see and say, you're hired. If it works for for making appointments to the Supreme Court, it can work for you. Five, keep having three-hour diversity seminars until all white guys quit. Removing an entire race of employees is the first step toward inclusion. Six, offer a bonus for anyone who gets an abortion. 
We're not sure why this improves your DEI score, but the WEF confirmed it does. Seven, provide free gender surgeons in the restrooms. On-site gender surgery means less time off needed by employees. Eight, invite Hamas to give talks about killing Jews. It's important to get the perspective of brave resistance fighters who are fighting their colonizers by murdering babies. Nine, allow minority workers to loot the desks of their white coworkers whenever they want. If any white employee desk goes unlooted, simply take reparations out of their paycheck. 10, offer unlimited curry in, in, the, in the cafeteria. This will get you Indians, a guaranteed score, uh, some of the most sought after employees. Wow, Pat, just wow. Yeah, um, I did this because I have to sit through these DEI meetings every now and again. To which I've just gotten smart, and you know what I do? I turn my camera off, I take my headphones off, and I just go back to work. As I say, I would just walk away. Well, that, I mean, I essentially did. I just appear like I'm there, but I'm not there. I mean, congratulations for outing yourself on a national international program pat so i don't care you're probably fired i don't Um, care right but Mm. but since we're talking the b or not the b pat have you ever seen a better um front page of the babylon b than this we have for headlines biden announces he has secured pinky promise from hamas not to use 100 million dollars for terrorism CNN blames fog of war for errant reporting on Gaza bombing, Russian collusion, Justice Smollett, Covington Catholic, Hunter's laptop, the Steele dossier, Kyle Rittenhouse, origins of COVID, continued in article. Please click for more. 4D chess, Biden offers the Palestinians $100 million in exchange for none of the hostages. Uh, can we also talk about Pope Francis glues self to Sistine Chapel ceiling to protest climate change? From the world of politics, this tub of expired Hellman's mayo and 10 other Republican frontrunners for Speaker of the House. And in the subscriber headlines, Newsom announces resident alert to track down people fleeing California and liberals call for canceling Normandy invasion as <laughs> innocent French people live there. Have, have you ever seen a better or a harder group of headlines to have maybe chosen from? Uh no, no, I, I well, I, I don't. freaking done to the back. By the way, can we can we just mention this really quick? What the hell is up with the Biden chin thing that's going on on X right now? Have you the, seen that? The what? So like, there's pictures of Biden like where he has like a single chin, and then there's that that picture that you just saw in the Babylon Bee, where all of a sudden he has this like double chin, and everyone's like. What happened to Biden's chin all over X? It was all over last night. I'm like, what in the hell is this all about? It's the third thing when you type in Biden. It's uh-huh. the third thing that comes up in the search. Oh, no, I didn't I just, see it because I, I was not paying attention to uh, to X last night. Oh, it was. I'm just like, really? This, this, this is what we're talking about right now is Biden's chin. We, we don't have crap going on in the Middle East. We, do, we, we don't have uh, a speaker fight that's wholly unserious going on right now. And, and we're talking about we are just so unserious as a people. We, we, we really are. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going to be unserious, we might, I guess, you know what? We, we, we might as well poke fun at crap like this. <laughs> I love the mask conspiracy theories, by the way. Oh, that's so awesome. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, like, what really is going on? Some people are calling it testicle chin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, it's Friday. All right, folks, uh, we've got the uh, best takes of the week, but before we get into the best takes of the week, why don't we, uh, I don't know, crown a brand new Richard of the week? Sounds like a good plan to me. Sounds like a good plan. All right, uh, four nominees, according to Pat, so uh, lay those on us. Well, the the nominees this week are going to be very, very simple. It is basically the entire squad. Okay, so we've got AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Corey Bush, and who else? And Elon Omar. 
Elon Omar. Oh. Um, All of which is for their BS on Israel and Palestine. So I'm going to disqualify Corey Bush because I don't care. Her opinion doesn't matter sure. on this. Um, no, no. AOC was an idiot. She was. Rashida Tlaib is an idiot. Yeah. Ilan Omar is an unrepentant idiot. Um, but she at least acknowledged the fact that she got something wrong. So my winner has to be Rashida Tlaib. Uh, I, I agree. That That is exactly where I was going to go with that. It's a process of elimination of idiocy, and at least one of these people, like AOC's idiocy is just, that's just who she is. She's a moron. There's a reason why she was a bartender. I'm not saying bartenders are all stupid, but I am saying that the vast majority of stupid people are bartenders. I was going to say, I've, 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 met, I've met some pretty smart bartenders before. But, oh, absolutely uh, yeah. I have. Yeah. Because, yes, it is kind of difficult to <laughs> commit to memory Massive amounts of cocktail recipes, right? That's mm-hmm. not an easy skill. I can't do that. I don't have that kind of memory. That just doesn't work for me. That's why I was not a great bartender. Now, if you wanted me to bartend at a brewery in which I'm slinging beer, that I can do because I know it, love it, can speak to it. I and I, I just know. I, I I am not delivering you your dirty martini or your uh, your sweet versus whatever vermouth in a Manhattan. Can, can you imagine me for just two seconds as a bartender? Oh, I would love it. <laughs> serving ginger ale and uh, ginger beer. I mean. I mean, I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, me as a bartender, like, like I, I, I know a lot about bar. alcohol, but, but I don't know squat about like mixers and cocktails and. Right. Well, yeah, it. but it's really simple. It would be hilarious. You, you open up Salt Lake City's very first uh-huh. ginger bar, and all you serve is ginger beer, and all and the only people behind the bar are gingers like yourself. The gingers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do it, Pat. Do it. As you, because you're about to be fired anyway, so. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, so, it would. That's the only place in this country that I could think of that that would actually work, because it's not real beer; it's just ginger soda, basically. Any case, just saying. So obviously, I believe that we've got a winner in Rashida Tlaib, right? Um, yeah, we do. Okay. Okay. (sighs) So with that being said, it is time for us to get to the best takes of the week. And I told you that we had a, a libertarian take on the Israeli Palestinian Hamas, I should say, because it's not really Palestinian conflict. Um, this is the take from Hannah Cox. I'll never understand how AOC became so prominent on the left. She's not particularly smart, even for a congresswoman. A ceasefire and a peace deal and an end to the open-air prison conditions in Gaza are all great in theory. Most people want that. The reality is none of that is possible until Hamas is dealt with, which she doesn't seem to think Israel has a right to do. As a member of Congress, you need to have solutions, not empty talking points. I don't think the U.S. has any justification to get involved, but Israel certainly has a right to deal with this threat themselves within the rules of war. CNN has been turning up the heat lately, and I'm taking note. Great segment by Abby D. Phillip in the fire emoji. I can't disagree with any of that. No, I can't either. Yeah. Guess what? You attacked us for no reason. Uh, we have a right to wipe you off the face of the earth. Yep. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple take. Uh, how how could Clint Russell and comic Dave Smith, right? Dave Smith, who who told us that... Uh, they're, they're indiscriminately killing. That was Clint Russell, sorry, that there was indiscriminate killing. But then uh, Dave Smith telling us the solution is uh, ceasefire, go to the 67 borders, give Hamas everything they want, and then shut the hell up. 
and uh, that, that that that's not a compromise. That's literally handing that. That's like handing Iran six billion dollars and and saying you don't be naughty with that money. They might not have been naughty directly with that money, but they took the money that they would have been spending internally on mm-hmm. extra things and went, I'm going to be naughty with our own money then. Mm-hmm. How do you not understand that? Money is fungible. You morons. All right. Um, now, from that libertarian take to another great libertarian take, Pat, Justin Amash, who, by the way, is Palestinian. Did you know? There are Palestinian Christians. I actually didn't know he was Palestinian. Yeah, he's Palestinian American. Yeah. Gotcha. And, I, uh, I had no idea. There's a there there was a Palestinian Orthodox Church that was literally firebombed by Hamas this week, because it's not just it is anything that is antithetical to Hamas's Islamic belief system, right? But he had this to say about the uh, Speaker of the House. Calls for bipartisan speaker are calls to perpetuate congressional dysfunction. Such a speaker would be balancing interests in much the same way as recent speakers. Central planning at the expense of representative government. What the House needs is a nonpartisan speaker. I don't disagree with that. I mean... Because I also look at it from this way, Pat, before I get into your comment on this. Why do I not disagree with that statement? What is the function of the Speaker of the House? The function is a, what? Legislative function. It is right. a legalistic function, right? It is, it is to be enforcing the ways of the House, if you will, right? Right. What have we done to the Speaker of the House since really the 1970s or so, I would suggest? We've well, made it a de facto policy. king of the house, as if the speaker holds the the uh, you know atlas, you know the world on its on its uh, platter. Mm-hmm. That's not the function. The function of the speaker of the house is to make sure that the house functions. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying with this. I, I, I guess I struggle with the idea of it being a nonpartisan position given our culture. Right. How, how do you how do you create that in our culture? Justin also then later on talked about this, uh, the, that obviously people have biases and Republican or Democrat. The, the point of the matter is, do you see the function of this position as a uh, position that holds how does the how does this body function versus mm. a activist legislative function, right? So what does he mean by that? He means the nonpartisan side of this is, hey, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the balls and strikes, and if this side wants to bring a bill or that side wants to bring the bill, as long as they're bringing these bills within the, the function and the rules, right, that we have set forth in this body, I am not here to put the hammer down one side or the other. I'm here to call the balls and strikes. Now I can argue that Jim Jordan is definitely an activist on the conservative side of things. Right. And, and and when we come to this, as we sit here, what is it? Eight 30 in the morning, central time. So nine 30 in the morning, central time. The last I had heard from people like Thomas Massey is that the reports of Jim Jordan just giving up are actually not true. Like that, that doesn't seem to be the case. So I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, as of last night, they were going to empower a temporary speaker, if you will. Um, yeah. But it looks like they've abandoned that whole thing, and and there will be a third vote for Jim Jordan today. Yeah. So. So, See by the happens. way, Jim Jordan held a press conference just about an hour ago ahead of the third uh, vote for the Speaker of the House. He He's not actually giving up. No, he's not. So so what is the indication there, right? Because we were told late yesterday after the, the vote went to 22 members, right, that uh-huh. Jim Jordan wasn't going to 
he was going to back down, that uh, they were going to back a plan to give some temporary exculpatory power to the speaker pro tempore. Uh, oh, wait, nope, not not this morning. Whoops. Kind of makes you wonder, did he did he did he secure the votes? Mm-hmm. So I get, I mean, well, again, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this third vote. Yeah, the first vote is a, a floor vote is scheduled at 10 a.m., so 9 a.m., thereabouts. Mm. And thankfully, Matt Gates is also getting this now, which mm. congratulations to Matt Gates on your attempt to elevate yourself for the governorship in a few years in Florida because he gets it. We need a speaker, not a speaker light, right? Like that that that's a non sequitur for me. This idea that Patrick McHenry is gonna you give him some extra power and, and get going. No, do your damn job. And that's what I liked about Justin Amash's uh comment here is that why what let's let the nonpartisan let's put if you can't agree to end the partisan bickering within your own party, let's get somebody else in there who's just nonpartisan and here we go. I mean, there's all yeah. sorts of craziness out there, but uh any final thoughts on the Amash comment there? No, I, 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 I see where he's going. I just, I question it. Sure. So, and then we have this from Ron DeSantis. Want somebody who, who has the track record of delivering on the promises. And, you know, I went to Trump's rallies in 16. I was excited about build the wall, have Mexico pay for it. Didn't deliver. Drain the swamp. Didn't deliver. Special counsel for Hillary. He said that, and then two weeks after the election, he said, ah, never mind, Hillary. I, he said he likes her. Now he says she's beautiful Hillary. That's how he refers to her. He's promising the same stuff this time, except the special counsels for Biden. So it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. You're running on the same stuff. You didn't do it the first time. You'd be a lame duck if you could even get elected and all that. Why not have give somebody a chance who is going to spit nails from day one, is going to be energetic, is going to be forceful, disciplined, focused, and deliver for you? It's not about me. It's about you. I mean, we've been saying that for how long? Where has this been the entire time? Every single day, this should be the thing that he gets up and says in refrain. Refrain, refrain. This should be loopable. That that was less than a minute, right? Mm -hmm. Every time he gets in front of the camera, there you go. Every single time, whether that's CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, wherever you're speaking, every speech you give, every breath you take, every step you make. You see what I did there? You'll be watching them. Yeah. No. He should be saying this every single chance he gets. Remind them of the promises broken. Remind him of your record of delivery on your own promises, by the way. And away we go. That's a winning message. That is the message. Donald Trump cannot refute the fact that he didn't deliver on these things. Because he literally admitted to never actually meaning what he meant when he said mm-hmm. build the wall mm-hmm. Mexico pay for it. He literally yep. did say lock her up and then ha ha beautiful Hillary. Ha gotcha gotcha yep. good you person. <laughs> I I feel like he's just literally a walking like um stifler in American pie, right? Like that's what I like he's gonna say anything or do anything, right? And and he never really meant any of it. He's like ha gotcha good <laughs> like I, what the hell man i can't believe you just put trump and american pie in the same sentence given his life and lifestyle yeah i i, I get where you're going i just i i i never thought to put two and two together so yeah yeah so with that being said pat uh any final thoughts on this week um, well, don't get lost. Yeah. Remember who you are. Uh, no means no. And in a world where you can be anything, represent anything, don't be Rashida Tlaib. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. And as always, remember Matthew 547. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.